Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. We're n I'm not even going to bother with an intro. Well, I say that. I'm not going to bother with much of an intro this time because we've just hit over 9,000 downloads and I want to get straight onto the news. I just remember, actually, tell a lie. We are going to do a bit of an intro. I just got a new wheel. Logitech, Logitech G920. And I, I was messing around with it. I've already played with it and I can heal and toe. I can actually do it. And oh, and I, if that didn't give, give anything away, I, I got the H pattern shifter right along with it, which is fantastic. Getting into reverse is a little bit weird because you got to press down and then go all the way over, almost like you're going into sixth. It's been a lot of fun. I was using, I was racing on a set of Corsa to get used to it. And this wheel, it is fantastic. A lot of the wires were kind of tricky to set up, but. Yeah, so we'll probably get some more videos of that soon and maybe a review later down the line. Hopefully I don't break this wheel in three months, but we'll see. Oh yeah, and we reached over 9,000 downloads if I didn't say that. So thank you all for downloading, listening, following, sharing, all that good stuff. 10K is right around the corner and we got, what, three months to do it before 2020? Well, we might get there, we might get to 10K by the, let's see, the four, the four year anniversary. So we'll see. But by the way, I'm just happy that we surpassed 8K. So thank you all for downloading, sharing, liking, as I said before. Let's get straight on to the news. Lexus and Toyota will allegedly launch three new EVs by 2021. This is where Mercedes AMG makes the new A45 and CLA 45, more likely than not AMG. Apparently it's a plant in Hungary, and I can't even pronounce the plant name, but anyway. Dacia Duster was EU's second best-selling car in August behind the VW Golf. I'm, I'm surprised because I would really think... Oh, wait, it was the EU's. Actually, no, I'm still surprised because I would think that that would be the Passat. I really I really would have figured that that would have been their second best-selling vehicle. Oh, wait, no, it was the... Oh, Europe's not just the VW brand itself. Oh, oh, okay. I'm, honestly, though, I'm still surprised. Unity 1 configurator up and running. You can spec... Spec went up to nearly 26,000 euros, which is probably about 27,000, maybe 25,000 here. Unlike pounds, euros, last I checked, actually scales pretty, it, it's fairly similar to what dollars are. So it's I, I think it's either 1,000 below or it's 1,000, it's either 1,000 less or it's 1,000 more. I can't quite remember which, and I don't know if that still holds up right now. 2020 Bentley Flying Spur makes a great case for big luxury saloons. I actually kind of like the grill. You know, I never used to like the Flying Spur. Because I was like, because I, I didn't like the way that it looked. And I thought the Mulsan was better. And to be honest, I never understood why Bentley had the Flying Spur. It's like, you had the Mulsan, what's with the Flying Spur? Maybe, you know, maybe I'll make an article about that explaining what the actual difference is between the two. Apparently, it's ba this Flying Spur is based on the Continental GT. See, I... Do they even make the Mulsanne anymore? Because this this flying spur is looking a lot like a modern Mulsanne. I don't know. I'll have to look deeper into that. Volkswagen Auctions Beetle Final Edition to serve a good cause. Is Tesla readying a track mode package upgrade for the Model 3 performance? My only hesitation with wanting something like that is that's a software upgrade. It's not a brake upgrade. It's not a tire upgrade. 
Well, I said, yeah, it's on a tire upgrade, it's on a rim upgrade, it's on a seat upgrade, and perhaps not even a suspension upgrade, but hey, maybe they'll just code something in the suspension to handle track stuff a bit, track work a bit, a bit more uniquely compared to all the other modes, but I can't imagine a track mode package upgrade, assuming that it's just a software upgrade. Oh, wait, no, no, okay. This is why you read, this is why you occasionally read the subheader. According to info contained in a parts catalog list, the performance version of Tesla's entry-level sedan is set to get new tires and upgraded brake pads. There you go. That, that, I'd actually buy. It would actually help with the track. Ferrari's first U.S. tailor-made center opens in New York City. Why, why New York City? Of all the places, Florida, or California, or gosh darn Texas, would have, even that would have made more sense, but New York? VW working on two SUVs to slot below the Tiguan. Could they be US spec versions of the T-Rock and T-Cross? You know, we have a 2017 Tiguan, which is what they call a Tiguan Premium now? Basically, let's just call it the Tiguan Prime, okay? Considering how long that that version's been around, I think it's worthy of the name Tiguan Prime. If the T-Rock and the T-Cross are supposed to slot in where the Tiguan Prime is now, I almost, part of me almost has to ask, why wouldn't you just call it Tiguan Prime or Tiguan whatever, you know, that, that's just a little bit confusing to me. But then again, Chrysler has a new minivan called the Voyager, and that's basically a much less expensive Pacifica, so, oh well. DS3 Crossback is oh so chic, but what's, what's it like under that fancy dress? Also, actually, you know what? I should have more of a problem with the Chrysler Voyager name. You all listening probably know I have a problem with, with Subaru, who call their lifted Impreza hatchback the Crosstrek because it's literally just a lifted Impreza hatchback. Well, then the Chrysler Voyager is just a less expensive Pacifica. So why not call it Pacifica, you know, something something Pacifica to make it obvious that it's a less expensive Pacifica. And you know, I think I just worked out the difference in my head is if the Pacifica is supposed to be the more luxurious model, having Pacifica attached, having even a slight alteration to, of the name Pacifica to a much less expensive, to a much less expensive model and therefore much less luxurious model might bring down the, let's see, how do I want to word this? Let's say the appeal of the name, Pacifica. But my logic has always been, are the two, are two vehicles of that type, are they really that different to warrant a different name? Because if they're not, well then they should have the same name. I think my problem with the Crosstrek to the Impreza hatchback is, as far as I understand, there is genuinely nothing different about a Crosstrek to an Impreza hatchback outside of two things. It's lifted and they have a FEV version. That's it. I'll have to look and see about options, but they look, but look, understand that they look the same. The Crosstrek probably drives a little bit different because it's lifted, but it uses, it even uses similar wheels to the normal Impreza hatchback. I would, I would have been okay if they called it the Impreza Crosstrek or the Impreza hatchback Crosstrek. I would, the second one's a bit of a mouthful, like Subaru Legacy Outback. If they just made Crosstrek a trim level, and then had different trim levels even for that, then fine. But I, I still don't think that, that warrants it having its own name and basically it being its own vehicle because it's the, it's the same as an Impreza hatchback just lifted. Whereas a Voyager, it uses the, if I remember correctly, it uses the Pacifica's lower lower trim level fascias. It doesn't have the same features, and because of that, it's less expensive. Oh no, maybe maybe we can have a discussion about that. How much does a does a vehicle need to be altered before how much does a vehicle based on another need to be altered before it warrants it getting its own name? Is a lift kit enough? Or does it or is 
op, you know, a few option changes and then it being targeted at a different price bracket enough? Or does there need to be even more than that? I'd like to know. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have to work that out on a, on a specific podcast episode. Anyway, Tesla gets government approval to build, to start building cars in China. It took Lamborghini only five years to deliver 14,000 Huracans. The Huracan, which has already received an update, is expected to remain in production for a few more years. New Renault Megane RS Trophy R is not that expensive in Australia. Okay, cool. It better not be. Facelifted Buick Regal surfaces in China with minor styling updates. Minor indeed. Hummer could make a return in 2021 as an electric vehicle brand. Okay, here's another question. Is anyone going to care if Hummer returns as an electric vehicle brand? You know, as far as I understand the Hummer base, which I need to make perfectly clear, I really don't. No one talks about the Hummer the Hummer fan base. People who buy Hummers want something a lot bigger than a Wrangler with nowhere near the same off-road capability. And they also don't like the look of a Tahoe. So they want a mix of the size of a Tahoe... With the sort of looks of a Wrangler, of a, of a Jeep Wrangler, with but with far less capability. So so basically, they, you know, they want the, sort of like the Ram Rebel. It looks like it's a Raptor fighter, but it actually isn't. It's just an aggressive looking truck. And Hummer is sort of like an aggressive looking Wrangler. And that's what people want. Or that or that's what I imagine a Hummer, a Hummer person would want. More aggressive looks, but don't really care for the off-road capability. Given that... Is there enough of a, of a proper fan base that would cry out at Hummer becoming electric? Because like I said, as far as I'm concerned, they're just kind of the Jeep poser brand. Oh, you want a more aggressive, more Tonka-looking Jeep? Hummer. Go Hummer. But that's it. That That's as special as their brand gets. So given that, I'm not so sure anyone would really care. I don't like that change. I don't like them taking Hummer and then making it an electric vehicle brand. And, and it's, I guess it's kind of contradictory to what I was saying, but I feel like they have other brands that could make better use of an electric vehicle, or at the very least, that would sort of fit the electric vehicle MO better than Hummer would. Because as much as, as much as I said, I don't think Hummer really stands for anything, every time you say Hummer, you just think of a big, gas-guzzling, Tonka-trucked-up Tahoe that's basically very anti-eco-friendly. And so then, deciding to make... Hummer, an electric brand, to me, would mean having to get over that that old stereotype, that old connotation to Hummer. And it's funny because that reminds me of, of an article I did and how someone tried to straw man me. I, I probably could have said it a bit more concise, but what I was getting at was you don't want the connotation of a brand to be bad, like Dodge Neon, for example. If Dodge tried to make a new Neon now, they'd have to get over that, that connotation of it being a crummy American econ- econo dirt box. And especially, and especially with FCA slash Chrysler's unfortunately reputation, that would be that would be a very steep hill. And with Hummer, I I feel sort of the same way. Hummers are no are the connotation with Hummer is pretty much big gas guzzling Tonka trucked up Tahoe. So then turning that brand around and saying, yeah, we're gonna make an eco friendly blah 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 version of Hummer. It's it's almost as big of a of a 180 as deciding to make Die Hard a children's show on Disney Junior. That That's how dramatic that is. And, I, and unlike Die Hard, which a lot of people would care, I don't think as many people would care if Hummer did the same thing. But on the other hand, it feels it feels like a pointless effort to, re, to revitalize a brand that, do, that A, doesn't need it, 
and B, all that all those vehicles going to that brand could be better used on Buick, for example. Anyway, though, enough rant, enough ranting about that. Let's keep going before I have to take a small break. Ford snaps up Black Diamond trademark that was formerly used by GM. Why? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, have to stop here. I'm running a little bit over. I will see you all after the break. Did you know Cody does more than just tell the news? He's writing articles on cars as well. Be sure to check him out on Mopar Insiders at http colon forward slash forward slash www.moparinsiders.com and on Drive Tribe at http colon forward slash forward slash www.drivetribe.com Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. Alrighty, we're back. Karma to introduce the new Rivero GTS in Los Angeles. The upcoming model will be able to accelerate from 0 to 60 in just 3.5 seconds. Oh, the questions continue. You know what I'd really love to see? I would love to see a study that documented how many, in total, Fisker Karmas to Karma Riveros to maybe eventually this new Karma Rivero GTS. GTSs have ever been sold. I would love to know. Because I've seen... I saw the Karma Rivero... What was it? This year? I think it was actually last year at the Denver Auto Show. Good-looking vehicle. And I think... I don't even think I've seen one on the road. Maybe just one. Before... But when it was still a Fisker Karma. You know, people complain about the Dodge Charger and the Chrysler 200 and basically a lot of FCA's models still being around and aging. And, and all I have to say to that is... As old as those vehicles are, the Karma Rivero slash the Fisker, Fisker Karma probably irritates me just that little bit more because it's almost it's almost like a cockroach to me. I'm so sick of seeing Fisker and then, what was it, VLF Automotive and then Karma themselves just going down this rabbit hole of trying to get this vehicle, basically just trying to get it to the point of being even somewhat successful. Because it it's almost like every other point in the year, like every other quarter, there's something about karma trying to get this this vehicle to work and it's like you've been trying to do it trying to do that since what 2010 and you know it's kind of a shame too because i just fisker on a moat fisker wait what fisker automotive is still a thing oh yeah car well they're karma automotive now i, f I forgot because they, they do well they're trying to get one other vehicle going but yeah uh like i was about to say though and it's kind of a shame to me because i really like the looks of the original fisker karma i thought that was a good looking vehicle from the outside kind of weird with it's big mustache grill but not bad looking it's a really good looking automobile i think it's in a way it's sort of like the tesla model s's much more slender brother if that was grammatically correct and, and i kind of like it for that because as much as i think the model s is a very good looking electric car i think karma did did it better because it's almost like the chrysler Kono, chronos chronos concept from the 90s well okay sort of Sort of like that. There was another one I was thinking of on the website. So they have, so they have the Karma GT, the Rivero, which is just the old Karma Rivero GT, Rivero, and then they're what they're calling the Vision. What the mess is this? I did not know this existed. What in the world? What was the Veritas from Top Gear a long time ago that Richard Hammer reviewed that had a BMW engine in it? This looks like that. But, like, as an electric car, snow grills and very few vents, very sleek bodywork. That's what it looks like, though. Proportionally, anyway. 
and he, and he was down to down to a few design elements, like the fact that it doesn't seem to have a roof. It looks a bit more like a roadster. Yeah, kind of like that Veritas or whatever it was called. Fisker Karma, Karma Automotive, whatever. I just, I want to, either I want them to get this car going so we can stop having news like this and, I'm, uh, and me getting sick of it, or for them, unfortunately, personally, for them to just go by the wayside so we don't have to hear, don't have to see news like this anymore because I want to like the design, even the later ones, like the Karma Rivero, but it's, it's just, to me, it's just like they're trying to make an old design be loved again. And it's and it's still a relatively modern design. It still looks great, even though the Fisk, the Karma Rivera, I don't think is as good looking. But I'm just so bored with it. The UAW to remain on strike until members approve tentative agreement with GM. Chevrolet Blazer XL outed in China will be available in both five and seven seat configurations. Oh, now that that'll be interesting because that'll be that might be a competitor for the Jeep Commander in China. Elon Musk testifies that he's financially illiquid in British driver lawsuit. Oh, apparently most of his wealth is tied up in his stakes in SpaceX and Tesla. Interesting. Ford dealer is selling 700 horsepower Mustangs with a warranty for under 40000 Buying the Roush supercharger of these Ford Mustang GTs usually costs $7,699 alone. Volvo wants to be an all-electric brand by 2040. 2020 Hyundai Grandeur Azera apparently is getting a face of... What is that grill? Okay, that's terrifying. That is... Oh... <laughs> Oh boy, that is about the scariest grill I've ever seen in a, in a long time. Oh, okay, Hyundai Grandeur, known as the Azera in America. In America, is getting revised lights. I don't know what the current Azera looks like, but this looks like an all-new generation to me. So the tail lights are not that bad. Pretty sleek, sort of Porsche Taycan-esque in a in a like second cousin removed kind of way. Huh. Okay, the interior is not that bad. So the front end kind of freaks me out. And I think it's because for some reason it's it's reminding me a lot of, of an insect one way or another. It looks I if I see one of these things coming down the road, I might just think it's a big vehicular fly. That's what I'm seeing. And I don't it's it's so irrational and inexplicable. I, I don't I don't know, but I don't know why, but that's what it looks like to me. It looks like a bug. Like in one of these other shots, it's not so bad. Although the cabin looks quite tall compared to the rest of the bodywork. But, huh, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll, I'll have to wait till I see it in the flush. Next-gen Mercedes-AMG C63 tip to get a four-cylinder turbo engine with electrification. 2020 Honda Freed gets facelifted in Japan, gains SUV-style cross-tar version. Ferrari Spy testing new GT model in Italy before November launch. And I hope, I really hope it looks good. I want a long hood, short deck, good-looking Ferrari that calls back to the old... 1965 Ferrari 250 GTO. That's what I want. That's what I want for a modern Ferrari coupe. Because the 812 Superfast, as crazy as that thing is, as much as I love it, I'm not sold on the looks. The F12 did it better. JLR China sales on the upswing despite prolonged slump. F1's Toro Rosso to become Alpha Turi starting next year. Oh, good grief. That's just as bad as uh, Racing Point, which was formerly Force India, if you didn't know. 2020 Subaru Crosstrek. Hey, we were just talking about you. And Crosstrek Hybrid brings safety upgrades and minor price hikes. Subaru pauses Japan, no, Japanese production following typhoon flooding. Mazda EVTs once more. Looks like a coupe crossover. Maybe it's going to be a competitor for that Atlas coupe. Kia reportedly dropping Optima, trimming down Stinger lineup in the UK. I kind of have to wonder, what would happen if Kia dropped the Optima altogether? 
and then well i say that no no okay dropped the ultima but remade it as a rear wheel drive sedan sort of stinger-esque but not with the stinger name I have to wonder what would happen if they did that. Japan's updated 2020 Toyota CHR gained sharper GR Sport model. And that is the worst. Okay, I don't really like the CHR. Mostly because I think it's hilariously, it's just comedically overstyled. But this front end, this front end is not funny. This is just a catastrophe. PSA launching electric vans from Citroen, Peugeot, Opel, and Vauxhall next year. U.S. Marshals auctioning 149 vehicles seized from defunct D.C. Solar Company. And for a solar company, they got a lot of environmentally hurtful cars. Or environmentally hostile cars, to put it that way. Ford Mustang, Ford's Mustang-inspired electric crossover will come with two years of free charging. Okay, cool. But where? Free charging where? Neiman Marcus's new Aston Martin DBS Superleggera was designed by Daniel Craig. That's kind of steel blue. Sort of faded, but I really like it. Volvo to give buyers of its plug-in hybrids free charging for a year. Ford says their upcoming EVs will be exhilarating, teases the testing process. 2020 VW Tiguan getting more, more gear, but you might want the 2019 model year for its longer warranty. GM's Detroit Hamtrak plant saved by UAW agreement will reportedly build an electric pickup. Polestar to launch its first North American store in Montreal. And that is all the time we have for this part. I will see you all after the break. Are you a huge fan of Cody's Car Conundrum? You can now purchase Cody's Car Conundrum merch, which is long sleeve and short sleeve shirts on www.tidyurl.com slash merch. Now back to Cody at Cody's Car Conundrum. 2021 Volkswagen T7 Multivan renders shed new light on latest spy shots. Bentley testers had an oopsie on the ring, uh, crashing a 2020 Flying Spur prototype. 2020 Toyota Wylander is China's RAV4 with half a Lexus spindle What have you done, Toyota? They're right. So it's the bottom half of the Lexus spindle grill, hourglass middle part included, cut off just above that with a sort of, I guess, MG-looking grill up top with MG-looking headlights. And that's your Toyota Wylander. Well, I mean, and the rest of it is is North American current-gen Toyota RAV4. The front, the... Oh, no! What have you done? I wouldn't even care too much. I don't even know if Lexus is sold in China or not, but if they're not, I wouldn't have even cared if Toyota decided, yeah, you know what? We're just going to rebadge these Lexuses as Toyotas and sell them as our premium models. Because that's what Nissan does, what, in Japan and China? Because they don't have Infiniti. So our, the G70 sedan is the Nissan Skyline elsewhere. Nissan Skyline sedan, I should say. But yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even cared if they did that, but uh, nope. Aston Martin DBX gets a wide range of official accessories and gun cabinet included. Gun cabinet included. <laughs> that will not make some in California happy. Unless gun cabinet is, what I, is not what I think it is. Jaguar Land Rover needs a new partner, not a buyer, says Tata Chairman. Bulgaria and Romania trying to lure VW for new factory after freezing Turkey decision. 2020 Kia Seltos to hit Aussie dealers on October 25th. For 25,990-something Australian. I do not like the looks of the Seltos. And Seltos just sounds like a vitamin. Like Pepin Mentos, but Seltos. And it's not, and it doesn't make Coke fizzle. 
NHTSA to upgrade its new car assessment program in 2020. Lexus trademarks LX600 moniker. Is it about to give up its SUV? Is it sorry? Is it about to give its SUV a new engine? FCA hit with 79 million penalty for failing to meet 2017 fuel economy standards. FCA says the fine, however, won't have a material impact on its bottom line. Personally, I don't really believe that. Mercedes-style Denza X production crossover unveiled in EV and Fev guys. Stinger Carbon and Sorrento Black Edition spice up Kia's Australian lineup. 2020 Skoda Octavia's new coupe-like silhouette teased. Toyota to show production-ready ultra-compact BEV in Tokyo. Sales to begin in late 2020. BMW i and Dreddy Motorsport unveils new IFE.20 Formula E racer. McLaren Senna says lap record at Virginia International Raceway, easily eclipsing a 911 GT2 RS. The Senna lap VIR are full 2.9 seconds faster than a Porsche 911 GT2 RS, a blisteringly fast machine in its own right. And you see, I would hope that a Senna would be faster than a 911 GT2 RS. Because a 911 G, a, a base 911 is not on it, as it starts out, is not as much of a track weapon as a Senna is. Because the thing about a Senna, that was, from its very conception, meant to be an absolute monster of the track. A 911, don't get me wrong, a fantastic driver's car. But a base 911 is not going to fight a Senna. It would take a 911 GT2 RS to fight that. And it lost. So if poor... So if Porsche would wa wants to beat the Senna, either they have to make a faster 911 or they have to make a purpose-built car to beat the Senna. One of the two. Hyundai to invest $35 billion in new auto technologies by 2025. Skoda EV ball hits the Nürburgring. Will be a production version of the Vision IV concept. Possible Easter egg suggests all new Dodge Challenger could be coming in 2023. Later than I'd like, but at least it's, at least it's hopefully coming. GM and UAW reach tentative agreement as strike continues. Volvo reveals new XC40 Recharge EV with 402 horsepower and over 249 miles of range. Jaguar I-Pace becomes Nürbur the Nürburgring's first electric race taxi. Bentley starts production of the new Flying Spur. First deliveries due early next year. Tesla Model S returns to the ring with some wild aero. Volvo to reduce car life cycle carbon footprint by 40% in the next six years. European markets will keep wagons alive despite slumping sales. Renault and Waymo exploring self-driving Paris and Paris airport service. New Ram 1500 Classic Warlock. Mojave Sand arrives with a $37,040 price tag. Ford GT's racing program comes to an end after Petit Le Mans. 2021 Nissan Rogue Spy Shots reveal juke-like face and display a rich interior. Or sorry, display display rich interior. Oh yay, more screens. 2020 Audi RS Q8 scheduled to launch on November 20th. 2020 Toyota Yaris officially unveiled. Embraces less is more philosophy. And I actually quite like the way that it looks. Not sure I'm going to like the way that it drives, but I do really like the way that it looks. 2020 Honda Fit slash Jazz teased prior to next week's unveiling. Sort of now. I think. Let me see. Okay, almost. BMW unveils M Performance parts for new 2 Series Grand Coupe. 2020 BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe is coming from, from Merck's CLA as your economy sports sedan. And oh boy. Oh boy. Do you know the worst part about the 2 Series Grand Coupe? It's the face. And the best way that I can think to describe it is, you know those old BMW 5 Series GTs? Those sort of like, we're going to make a minivan? but not out of a 5 Series. The face of the 2 Series looks like they were going to make a... that they were initially planning to make a vehicle that big, and then didn't. 
And so the rest of the car, to me, just looks as 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 a result of that, the rest of the car looks similarly bulky. It it just looks like a really big small sedan, and I don't like it. I wish I wish it was smaller and looked a lot more athletic and agile. Because as it stands, it it looks to me like it could weigh thirty eight hundred pounds. It probably doesn't, but that's what it looks like. Just packed to the gills with lead. 2020 Mini John Cooper Works GP spotted undisguised. We'll have 300 plus horsepower. Pulsar 2 enters final stages of development before production starts in early 2020. America says goodbye to the Cadillac XTS as final example rolls off production line. Rolls off of production line, but anyway. Subaru appears to be working on one last facelift for the BRZ. The facelift of BRZ could arrive about a year from now as a 2021 model. 2020 Lexus LC convertible spotted undisguised during photo shoot on the street. Ring Brothers provides glimpse of a SEMA 69 Camaro and Mustang projects. Europe's 2020 Toyota Yaris shows its all-new face ahead of imminent debut, which we kind of just talked about. Mazda teases interior of its first production electric car. The Hyundai i30 Fastback N is already getting a facelift. That's not, that's not normally a good thing. Faraday Futures troubled founder files for bankruptcy in the U.S. 2021 Genesis GV70 Compact Luxury SUV shows production-ready body for the first time. Looks like a smaller Bentley Bentayga, and I'm not so sure that's a good thing. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thanks again for getting this podcast up to 9,000 downloads. 10,000 is right around the corner. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you do subscribe on YouTube, don't forget to hit the, hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time we upload. I hope you all enjoyed. I will see you soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.